Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing. Scrub dub dub in the rub tub tub. That's right. That's right. You feel like you had a very busy weekend. Okay, I you guys, we have to talk about the. I said pre before, but I'm realizing it's post post pandy partying. Tell me more. Like you're talking about get-togethers. Yeah, like so for a year and a half, we've been doing nothing. And I, well, I just mean, a year, but a half okay. is a little aggressive. Right. Yeah. You know, I like to just exaggerate. Yeah, it's a been like bit. a week since the one year anniversary. Yeah. But. Okay. So, like for basically two years now, <laughs> we have been quarantined, and so we do get togethers and we've seen each other, but like we do things in our homes and it's very chill, and mm-hmm. we like you know make dinner and you know it's not like invigorating, you know. Mm-hmm. Well. 
post pandy mm-hmm. we're gonna get back to like everything's feeling hopeful like things are opening up restaurants um you can go indoors now like 20 mm-hmm. percent or something and i'm going back to the gym i'm being stimulated by people like at my workout classes and I had a weekend, one of my friends, like, um, Sophia dropped a new song. And so we had just some festivities that we partook in over the weekend. And I am exhausted. Like, and th- I only had two things. I did two things. I went out two nights and I am so tired. And I think it's because I'm not used to eventful festivities no more. Did you drink a lot? Yes. Okay. I think that has something more to do than the socializing. You think so? Yes. No, I don't think so because I drink a lot in the pandemic. Like I drink a lot this past year. But when you're drinking and you're socializing, oh, when you're drinking like... and then you can just go to bed, that's one thing. But when you're drinking and you're socializing, that's another level of energy that you're exerting. Yeah, and everything's so awkward. I like went to this restaurant and I saw these um the, these two guys that i haven't seen in in like a year right or a year and a half and <laughs> yeah the almost pandemic. two years and they were at a table that was like maybe three tables away from mine and so I, I waved with my hands and then i was like i would normally in a normal circumstance get up and go and say hi but in this post-pandemic pandy mm-hmm. party world i was like i feel like i should stay here in my quarantine bubble and they're in theirs and I'll just wave and but it was so awkward because it's like so anti like how I normally would act you know was it Harry Styles it was not okay (laughs) I'm just gonna ask anytime she sees someone else a guy that she knows I'm just gonna assume it's Harry it's just so it's so funny and I'm just so like it's Monday and I'm I'm tired I guess I mean because in my quarantine bubble, my sisters have been there and they're young. So when I hang out oh, so with they them, keep you young and they fresh. keep me young and fresh. So I feel like may I think where I'm really gonna feel it is going to like an event where I'm like almost having to do small talk with people. Yeah, because I'm fine with people that are close to me. Yeah. Like I'm fine doing all that. And like I think that's where it was because this was um one of my girlfriends uh, Raquel it was her birthday mm-hmm. and it was a small I mean not people that I've been exposed to already, you know what I mean? So like my very close friends, but we karaoke and like it was almost like a something that I haven't done in a really long time, you know what I mean? So yeah. like my feet hurt, like my 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 voice was gone. I'm like, what is happening to me? Is this 30s? I was gonna say you might be blaming it on the wrong thing, Tanya. <laughs> blaming it on the pandy when it's just really Age? getting older. Oof. Is that what the happens? feet start to hurt? Yeah, the feet were hurting, <laughs> the back was hurting, the voice was gone. I feel like I've been hit by a train. Isn't it fun though? Like, isn't it kind of fun to have that feeling again? Oh no, oh. no, no, no. The part of the the fun part is fun. I don't regret it. It's the after effects. The after effects. I don't know. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, mm, does one outweigh the other? I'm unsure. Interesting. I can't what did you sing to? What did you karaoke? Uh, say my name, say my oh, name. God. When no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. If you ain't running game. I, it took me a few seconds into the song to know what song it was because it was the so growl. off key. Yeah. Growl. Oh, yeah. The it was a growl, game. yeah. We have um, someone coming on today that I think it's going to be really fun. And I think we're going to talk to her for a while. Okay, Becca, you can say we, we 
we interviewed her last week. Becca's trying to play live, <laughs> which I appreciate. Sometimes but... we do and sometimes we don't, but we never agreed to it before. So I just, I just was trying to make yeah. it seem like it was happening. Today. Becca goes, I feel as though we're going to have a really long conversation. We might have with a Whitney really Port. long conversation. Yeah. So I think we should get into it. Yeah. So we spoke to her last week and it's, a, it is a long conversation, well, but, but it's, it's funny. very good. It's yeah. a very it's a good great conversation. conversation. And because it felt like sometimes people just come on and we just feel like we're having girl chat with that person it's not even yeah, like, so I much even, like an interview to be or honest anything. i don't even remember what she was promoting like normally like if we have a guest on that's like you know they, they come on to promote yeah. something and you know we promote their thing and then we're like okay bye i don't even remember what she was promoting i do but we just had a great conversation yeah she's really really great so it was super fun we talked for a long time to the point where finally i think her child needed her <laughs> so we were like we'll have to let you go um so we did this last <laughs> week and here it is for you to listen to today can i rant for a sec please Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling, and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real. eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. 
At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay authenticity guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, so we have a very fun guest today. We have Whitney Port scrubbing in the OR. So welcome her. We hi. hi. We're so excited to chat with you. I feel like, I mean, there's been this feeling that you've been our TV best friend for however many years it's been that the Hills originally aired. I mean, I started doing the Hills in. When I was a junior in college, so I was like 20 years old and now I'm 36. That's so, so wild. Isn't that so crazy? Yeah. It's funny. It's so weird. I was, yeah, I was just like a regular student at USC and I got this internship at Teen Vogue and then all of a sudden they were filming a TV show there. I mean, it's funny because every time we reference college age, Tanya will be like, yeah, I mean, I was throwing up Taco Bell and then eating it the next day for breakfast. And when I think about you, like watching you on the hills, I was like thinking about you being in college and 20 years old doesn't even seem like it was possible because you were so together. Yeah, and put together. I don't, I, I'm honestly surprised because I was not put together <laughs> and in my real life, like, nor do I feel like I am now. Like, I feel like I do a really good job of putting myself together, but I'm not always like I'm in hair and makeup right now and in a jacket. Cause I've been doing a day of press, but like on a normal day, if you guys were to ever Google me, like look up whatever, like out and about, I am like never put together ever. Like I would actually be so, I would be so scared if there was footage of me (laughs) at 21 in college. Like when Becca says I would literally order, I'd like get home from the bars and I'd get Taco Bell and I'd eat it and I'd leave it all on the counter. And then I go to sleep and then I wake up the next morning, like 7am and eat the leftovers. Even if I like threw some in the trash, like I'd pull it out of the trash. (laughs) I thought she more meant like you would eat Taco Bell for like late night and then you would order it again the next day. I don't know. You were eating your leftovers. I'm not eating my leftovers that 
potentially were thrown in the garbage. And then I was like, Oh, I didn't like so desperate, but you know, that feeling when you're so hungover, you literally need to put any, like you just need something in your body. Doesn't matter what it is. Or you feel like you're going to curl up and die. Yeah. Hungover and broke. I threw away that whole burrito last night. Yoink. Ew. Whitney, I, until just now her telling that story, I actually was on the same page as you. I thought she ordered it for dinner and then was like, I could have that again today and ordered it. I didn't know oh, you were no. digging out the trash. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't know she was. I mean, I didn't know. You didn't know she was doing Taco Bell leftovers. Like, that's so gross. I don't even like, I, I mean, I've never, my sister is like, loves, loves Taco Bell, loves all fast food. I'm more, I like in and out, but I was never, I was never really. I, I drank a lot in college. Um, Wait, were you in a sorority? I wasn't. I started, so I went to University of Colorado in Boulder for my first year and a half. And, and I was in a sorority there. And then I transferred to USC and I like tried the sorority thing at USC and it was so intense. And I was like, I cannot do <laughs> which this. One was I was it? like, Wait, which one was it? It was Theta. Yes, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> this is like her moment. She might sing the song to you. I don't know what she's gonna do. I don't even know it, but if you did, I would actually I really want to hear it now. No, so I so the USC thetas were just yeah. like the U of A thetas, like super intense. Okay. The door songs, the jumping up and down the Oh clapping, my god, like, the pyramid in yes. the door. <laughs> yes. I wanted to die. Oh I my god, like, that was what like, are we doing? That was my thriving time. Like I loved the pyramid. <laughs> I would just beg to be like anywhere in the middle. In the pyramid. I I think I was the base. Uh, I think I was on the base because I was tall. So I'd come home from like practicing for rush, like so sore. (laughs) And I'm like, after three weeks of doing that, I was like, what what am I doing? I'm not, this is not happening for me. Cause I like that. Like I loved recruitment. I loved everything about recruitment. Oh, and the USC Thetas, we got like a lot of our inspiration from them. Really? I felt like I remembered that, yeah, that you were, because I'm just a little bit younger than you. I think I'm like a year younger than you, but I think I remember them yeah. saying that you were a Theta at USC and then it just all clicked and I just got really excited. Yeah. Sometimes people reach out to me and be like, we, like you're, um, like Sister. alumni yeah. Theta, yeah. like she's a want to connect on that level. And it's so hard for me. <laughs> but- <laughs> I had the same experience. I, I was in a sorority for one year and I ended up what is it called? Like I, I didn't draw. I went, I did. I went alum or whatever. Oh, Instead of writing yeah. a letter to drop, I was like, well, it's fine. I'll just go. Yeah. Alum. But I don't remember any of like the secrets or anything. And so when people tell me that we're sisters and like <laughs> want to do like a handshake sisters. or something, I have no idea. I'm just like, yeah, one heart, one way. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> so basically one Whit- heart, one way. Whitney is a Becca. Yeah, yeah I was Whitney gonna say, I think Whitney's a Becca. Yeah. We're, yeah. Oh, that's um, so funny. I mean, we got your like we got an email with everything that's going on in your life and what you've been up to, and it is filled with things happening in your life. So like, yeah, what are your like focuses right now? What are you working on? What are you excited about? 
so I'm actually, this is my second year in a row working with Chloe Wine and Dress for Success. And basically we're working on this campaign called Your Hour, Her Power, where I'm helping give like virtual styling sessions and tips and tricks for women that are going out into the workplace, whether it's the first time or first time back into the workplace in a long time, because there are obviously so many women out there who have interviews, but don't necessarily feel prepared, whether it's in what they wear or what they need to say. So I'm helping them with that whole program. And then everything else, like I'm launching a loungewear collection at the end of April called Cozy Co, which you guys will have to wear and represent for me. You guys will love it. (laughs) It's all like really buttery, soft, like sets and cute graphic tees and all organic. Um, And then I have my podcast too, which again, you guys will have to come on my podcast. Um, This week I did an episode actually talking about how I, being in my early twenties, being on TV, how everything kind of was happening for me and to me and being produced by a team of people. And so it didn't really, I didn't really feel like I had a normal 20 to 30 year old experience where I was like, like hustling and working mm-hmm. so hard to get to a certain place. Cause I was in college still when I started being on the show. So I feel like now I'm in my thirties and I'm at the place where people are, are at after their twenties, you know, like, I mean, mm-hmm. sorry, not after the twenties, after college mm-hmm. where you're like trying to figure out what you're meant to be doing. So, um, so yeah, my podcast is like some personal episodes, like just me spiraling and ranting and talking nonsense. And then some is just like talking to people like you and sharing their experiences and knowledge. Um, and then what else? Timmy and I have been reacting to old oh, city yeah. and hills videos on our YouTube, which has been super fun. And you guys, um, how you guys long have you been married for five years? Yeah, we were, yeah, five years in November. Together for how long? Together for, it's been nine years. So we were dating for two years and then we got engaged. And then it took me two years to figure out what kind of wedding I wanted. <laughs> and then, yeah, we got married two years after our engagement. Wait, so nine years. Nine years. So was that, how soon after the hills and, all of that so, part of your life. Did you meet him? Yeah. So I, I did the, I know it's all sort of confusing. Like I did the Hills from like 20 to 23 or 24, like three or four years. And then I did like two to three years in New York, um, where we did the spinoff show, the city. Yeah, and that's city. where I met Timmy. Yeah. Oh, so y'all met yeah. when you were filming the city. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I originally met him through, um, Ben Lyons, who I was like sort of dating, like sort of interested in. I don't know if you guys have ever Wait, the met host? him. The, like, or the... Oh yeah, he's so yeah, cute. He yeah. Used to be, yeah, he used to be a host. Yeah. I was so like, why do I, I know that name? Yeah. So he, he used to be a, a host on the Daily 10, that like show yeah. on. Yeah. So I thought he was so cute. And like, I dated him for a little and I was in New York for his birthday and uh, Timmy came to dinner cause they're best friends and they grew up together. And I was like, who is that guy? Like, I don't like this guy. I want to be with that guy. And then Timmy ended up like through Ben 
getting uh like through this connection getting a, a job I know it's sort of confusing getting a job on the show as the location scout so he would basically find all of like the restaurants and clubs and places that we would film at in New York um and then we didn't start dating until after the show but we like were totally in level I was filming the show oh that's so cute I didn't and realize he, that. he's like he's just like normal dude right like normal dude normal job yeah, like he he grew up in New York, went to like an all boys private school in New York, moved here um, just basically to be with me and is in like development, like not I mean, he's he's now he's like a personality on YouTube because we do this YouTube show together. But other than that, like he doesn't want to do really anything else. Was it hard for him to kind of come to term, like not come to terms, but kind of um, adapt to you being a public figure? I, it wasn't just because he met me as one, mm -hmm. like he, he really understood the behind the scenes of what it's like, what it was like to be me because he was on the crew, you know, it's like you, Becca, I'm sure like producers on the show really understood what you were going through and you could get really close with them right. because they really knew all, not only just was what was happening on the show, but all of your thoughts and your whole life off the show. So he, he adapted to it and never was always like cool with it. And I'm like, not that I'm not like a big celebrity enough for him to really like view me differently, you know? Right. Like I was just on a reality show. Yeah. I have like really appreciated following you on Instagram because you're so open and vulnerable about things that a lot of people aren't you know, like are mm -hmm. scared to be. And I think a lot of people find um, not only relatability in that, but also comfort in knowing that other people are going through it. And especially having someone who maybe they've looked up to or respect from the show and what you've, what they've seen on TV, but then to have you come on this platform that can get so intimate with the people who follow yeah. you. And you've opened up about a lot of things that you've been through like for a while now. Do you have yeah. any moments where like maybe the first thing that was really personal and vulnerable that you opened up about, was it that feeling of like anxiety after you hit post yes. and you were like, Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I mean, so it's weird because when I was on TV, like when I was on the Hills, they didn't really show much of my personal life. And then when I was on the city, it was the first season I was really dating this guy and they showed my personal life, but it wasn't really like my real personal life. So then when I had to figure, when social media came about, I was like, like, what's my voice going to be? Like, who am I? And Timmy is really who helped me figure it out because he is in development and a producer. So I basically, when I got pregnant, I was just not happy about it. Like I was not, not that I was, I was, I was ready to get pregnant. Like we were trying to get pregnant, but I just, I wasn't like as excited as I thought I was going mm -hmm. to be. I was very scared. I didn't want my body to change. I was super nauseous. I was just like a mess. And Timmy was like, you should, if you're feeling like this, like you should talk about this. Cause I feel like there are probably so many other pregnant women that feel the same way, but maybe too afraid to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to look like such a monster. Like so many women can't even get pregnant. Here I am pregnant, like with a healthy pregnancy, complaining about being pregnant. And he was like, let's just try it. Like, let's, so, so he set up the camera at like the foot of our bed and just filmed me talking about all my true feelings about pregnancy. And we, we, I was so scared to put it up. I was like, this is 
like people are going to judge me so hard. And actually, as you guys probably have realized, like the more vulnerable and real you are, I think the more people actually do find themselves in you because like we're human Mm -hmm. and, um, people are afraid sometimes to admit that we're human. So that was scary. And then, so that helped me continue to do it. And I started this whole series called, I love my baby, but I hate my pregnancy, which my mom like really hated that title. But I was like, that's really how I felt about Mm -hmm. it. And then, um, another time was like when I miscarried, I miscarried for the first time I've had two miscarriages. And when I miscarried for the first time, I was like relieved that I miscarried. Like I was like, I think I had had post-traumatic stress from being pregnant the first time. Mm -hmm. And so then when I found out after I I was 12 weeks that it wasn't a healthy pregnancy, I was kind of like, like had this weight lifted off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I talked about that on the podcast and I was so scared to put that out because that is like, I felt like a really bad, like a monster for thinking that, Mm -hmm. like feeling relief for a miscarriage felt like horrible. Mm -hmm. So, but that's how I really felt. And I've just continued to try to just go with that and share exactly how I'm feeling. And, um, it's luckily served me well so far. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure there are people out there that like resent me or like, you're always going to have that, but not enough for me to stop doing it. Yeah. I appreciate the the honesty because I am son's children. I have never been pregnant, but I feel like people lie about it so much because the more that I'm hearing, like with my friends and stuff about like their fingers, not going back to normal size and just like all these different things about like their abdomen, not closing fully again, all these things. I'm like, why does anybody talk about this stuff? No, all the things that you'll never like your nipples will always be disgusting, like for the rest of your life. And like, well, if you breastfeed, if you breastfeed, they won't be disgusting, but they're not ever going to be like how good your nipples are right now. I know my nipples are so good right now. (laughs) My nipples are so good. Enjoy them while they're here. I love my nipples. (laughs) And like, you're always going to have extra skin on your belly that you're just never going to get rid of. And like your vagina is going to feel a little bit different if you have a vaginal birth. Like there's just, these things are going to happen. Your vagina feels different all the time or just when you're having sex? Um, well, so like, we're like, I don't really, <laughs> she's like, well, when the penetration happens, <laughs> like, are we starting to get into masturbation? Because like, this is taking a whole different, um, yeah, you didn't know what, no, yeah, you didn't know what you're, like. yeah, you didn't know what you were getting yourself into with this. It feels, yes, it feels different in all realms. Different good. No, like no, no. like <laughs> looser. Oh, no. Wait, but it's just it's been through something. Well, Let yeah, me like tell you, shoulders I gotta, wait, came out. I gotta that. tell like you, shoulders. Pelvic floor physical therapy. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but I've been doing it because I get chronic UTIs, and I've heard that it's really good for women um, to tighten things back up again. So, oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Tip, well, tip another tip is also like when I had when I had Sunny. 
I was pushing and pushing and it was so hard. And and the doctor was like, we could cut a little and the baby will come out. Like it will, you'll just do one more push and the baby will come out. And so I was like, okay, fine. Just go for it. Cause I was so exhausted. I was like ready to give up. And she was like, you can't give up. That's not an option. (laughs) And so then she did it. And then at the end she was like, when she was stitching me back up, she was like, I'm going to give you that extra like husband stitch. So you have to like specifically talk to your doctor if they need to sew you up afterwards, just like make it extra tight. Oh, interesting. (laughs) The husband stitch. That's a great tip. Like what if nobody ever told me that and then I'm getting cut and then I don't say I need the husband stitch and then loosey goosey down there. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, really? (laughs) But these are the things that people don't talk like this is these are the conversations where people because I think there is a way because everyone has their own experience and feelings about their life and what's going on in their body and their brain and everything and they're all valid and I think acknowledging that how you felt was like that you felt like a monster because you were feeling the relief or whatever it was it's still your feelings and it doesn't mean that if the baby had come that you wouldn't have obviously been like loved it and nourished it and raised it and nurtured it like I obviously would have no you're so right and that's what I have to that's what I have to keep telling myself Mm -hmm. is that even though I have these feelings that scare me I can't judge myself for them because that's they're my natural feelings and I'm sure everyone has has those are y'all, are y'all wanting more children? Are you like, where's your head? Where's your head right now with that process? I, I want one more, like I'd love a little girl, but obviously I'll be happy with whatever, whatever I get. I would, I don't really want to be pregnant again and go through that whole pregnancy Mm -hmm. and birth year phase, but I know how fast it goes and like how much I want Sunny to have a sibling that it is worthwhile to make sort of what I always say with Timmy makes fun of just like a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain mm-hmm. you know like I don't want to look back in 20 years and be like oh I should have just I should have just gotten pregnant for a year of my life you know mm-hmm. what I mean and then yeah. Sunny could have had a sibling and that life could have been more full for me so mm-hmm. I'm I we want to and we're were it's like in the motion, but I've also had two miscarriages. So I'm, I'm not as, I don't know. I'm like not as proactive as yeah. maybe I should be just cause I'm, I'm like a little scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's very fair. I also think like I have a friend who had the worst pregnancy of anyone I ever knew. And she was like, I swear I will this is I'm having one baby and may if I if I want another baby, maybe I'll consider adoption. You know, she was like, Mm -hmm. I just don't think my body can do this again. And then I Mm -hmm. have friends who are like, I've just never felt better. My everything was glowing. I felt great. And it's like, we're all our bodies are so complex. Like, totally. You just never know. And also, you don't know from one pregnancy to the next, like sunny, my pregnancy was sunny. I did not enjoy, but who knows, maybe my next pregnancy, 
like I have no nausea and I have a glow and I don't put on as much weight. Like who knows? I, I know. know. It's like, I, what are those corn things that you eat that I always corn nuts? Cor- is it corn nuts? Yeah. Those like really, yeah. I get like so bloated and puppy when I eat like a handful of corn nuts. Like I don't even want to <laughs> well, know. Well, those are so salty. <laughs> I can't, I, I did not know where she was like <laughs> connecting this conversation. I was like, there was a connection point and no, it was the yeah. bloating i'm like i can't imagine I'm, yeah I feel like pre- pregnancy for me is gonna be like <laughs> so i mean my sister thought the same thing because my sister it gets nauseous after ever for ever she's always <laughs> nauseous always <laughs> nauseous and so when she when we talked about her getting pregnant she's like i'm gonna have the worst pregnancy like i just know it's gonna be horrible and then she got pregnant and she's in the, she's like halfway through now and she hasn't had one day of nausea oh wow Um, but that bloating part like the first phase is you just feel perpetually bloated until until you start to get like the actual bump and then that's when it starts to get a lot cuter I mean okay wait I have a personal (laughs) question well obviously these are all personal questions (laughs) I'm like yeah I don't know if you share this before but so you you and Timmy have been together for nine years that's like fantastic so this is a two pronged question. The first, the first prong is, did you guys ever at any point break up and get back together? So we never were, once we were official, official, we never broke up and got back together. But before we were official, there were periods of like hooking up and not hooking up. But finally, basically he went through, I had had this other boyfriend and, and I broke up with, he, he broke up with me actually. Um, loser. and then I lose totally, um, <laughs> even though he's not, but like, I want to say that, he is. but I went through a summer of just wanting to be single and having fun. And then I remember I went back to New York in September for some work and Timmy was like, we need, let's go to dinner. And so he went to dinner and he was like, listen, what, I can't wait any longer. Like you it's either we're official now or, that's it. And I was not in the, at the time I was not really ready to, to like, cause I knew I was like, I knew as soon as I say that I want to be with this person that I'm going to marry him, but I just went for it. And then we've been together ever since. Okay. I love that. And then the second problem yeah. of it is like, what's the key? Cause obviously every relationship has peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows, yeah. highs and lows. Uh, mm-hmm. What gets you guys through the lows or like, how do you stay so solid? Well, the quarantine was a really trying year. I think probably for a lot of couples that you talk to, cause you're like, you're just so on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So we've had to implement, we've had to implement like new things. Like we've, we try, I mean, I try not to take everything so personally because that's just, I have to notice that that's something that I do. Um, Are you a cancer? We, I'm a Pisces. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Emotional. Get it. <laughs> yeah. Like so emotional and sensitive mm-hmm. and like everything is about me, you know? And like, if, it's, <laughs> if he's in a bad mood, it's because I annoyed him. So yeah. I'm always, it's a lot of like testing him and stuff. And so it's just, it's the thing I think that helps the most is the individuals doing the work on themselves. It's more about like me facing my issues and demons and him facing his issues and demons mm-hmm. and then us coming together as better people it's not I, it's like our issues like and what we we're fighting about weren't it wasn't about our relationship mm-hmm. it was more just like projections and so 
I started like going to regular therapy and like started meditating and even have been open about going on antidepressants, like certain things that I have, even if if it weren't for quarantine, I may not have taken the time or had the time to think about all that stuff. And I finally am. So I think it's what's helped us is like, just like I said, working on ourselves as Mm -hmm. individuals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we've both talked about how just communication and like learning how to communicate when we're feeling sensitive about something and, and Mm -hmm. it it literally might have nothing to do with the other person. It's something that's internalized, especially for me. I'm like learning for the first time how to communicate my feelings instead of just internalizing them, thinking that I'm keeping the peace because eventually it blows up and it's not peaceful. Or thinking, Right. Or thinking that he's thinking something that he's actually not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like you're just in your head, you're going to your worst case scenario or what your fear may be or what like your insecurity, mm-hmm. what you're insecure about, you're thinking he's thinking about you when like he's not, it's just, you think that. So that's how you think everyone else views you, you know? Yeah. Have you, um, have like filming the hills and everyone kind of reconnecting has there is there anyone that you're still super close with from the the original season and then have you grown close with anyone different from like the new seasons because of the you know growing up and maturing and all that yeah yeah so I'm I'm really not super close with anybody um from the show I Lauren and I recently did a podcast together, which was really nice because we hadn't really spoken in so long. And I always thought that I maybe did something wrong to upset her, Mm -hmm. but I think it was more just her separating from the show Mm because it was obviously so personal for her. And so that it was good for us to reconnect, to be like, for me to know that it wasn't anything that I ever did wrong. It was just her taking space. Um, And so we will chat like here and there now. And then This season, I've only filmed a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, and I've actually had some really good conversations with Heidi where we were not close before. And I think I always had preconceived notions of her because I didn't really know her personally. I was just getting reports back in the closet from Lauren. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Heidi, I'm like, I have a newfound appreciation for her because I feel like she just owns she completely owns who she is and whether or not it's how I would live my life. It doesn't even matter. I just feel like she's so unapologetic, unapologetically herself that I, I like respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Caitlin, who wasn't on the Hills before, um, Caitlin Carter, who was Brody's wife. Uh, I, yeah, we, I, yeah. we're mutual friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love her. Like she, yeah, she's awesome. She, I think is such she's such a real good person that mm-hmm. I could actually trust. Like we could talk off the show about people on the show. And like, I know that she wouldn't like blow up my spot. Like yeah, she's yeah. a good person. She's not in yeah. like the interview room being like, I have some news for y'all. No, she's not trying to become that type of personality. And I respect that about her. I'm actually really impressed with Spencer and Heidi myself, because I remember like not being their biggest fan when I was watching the show. And then I recently went on their podcast. You did. Yeah, I did. 
Was it fun? It was so fun. And I was like, I was like surprised because I kind of like, wasn't like, I was like, Heidi and Spencer is so random. And I was like, and also congrats that they're like still standing strong, standing the test of time. And I know I went on the podcast and amazing part. And I was just like, wow, I really like you two like a lot, like way more than I had expected. (laughs) Honestly, I think I I told them that. I think a lot of people probably feel that. I think that they they did some things that they probably regret um, and that they've grown up a lot, but that they actually, from what I can tell, like really love each other. And I've always gotten such a kick out of Spencer. Like Spencer (laughs) and I went to the same high school and I've, I've, I knew him before the show and they, they, they were like, I don't know, in my eyes, they were like trying to make a good TV show, you know, and like playing it up. Exactly. And I think that that was relatively new at that time, whereas now it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's trying to play it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So funny. Wait, did you grow up here? Yeah, I did. Did you go to like, did you go to a high school where it was, there was anyone who ended up outside of y'all's group that you knew that did the Hills? Was there any other, anyone Uh, else? Well, Stephanie Pratt, Spencer's sister, mm-hmm. and then that was it. But I remember at the time, like a lot of his, I think he lost a lot of his friends from high school or maybe not lost, but like, I don't, I don't even want to say, but I know that they, they regained friendships. Um, I think but, she means no, like, did no George else... Clooney like come go? Yeah, from, you know how people. I mean, people. <laughs> oh, when like, I see know, like, did other people go to our yeah, school? Yeah, other like you, people go to our school. Yeah, because yes. I feel like LA high schools, everyone has the yearbook photos of like people that you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. So Kate Hudson went there. Love her. Um, uh, Baron Davis, a basketball player. Not sure if you know. Tommy's Jack Black. Sport. Yeah, my new sport. Oh yeah, Jack Black. These are big names. Yeah. Jack, um uh, Jonah Hill. Uh Jonah, well, as I know Feldstein, but Jonah Hill. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. He was a year above me. <laughs> cute. She says cute. Cute. I love him. <laughs> He's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I always just when I see um like TikToks of like people being like who went to your high school that's a celebrity yeah 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 yeah, yeah. speaking of tiktoks i was dying laughing because there's this tiktok and it's you and lauren talking to i guess the editor-in-chief and she's like yeah uh, we're putting on this show and like there's this up-and-coming artist like her name's lady gaga and yeah it's so so funny yeah so so but i'm i'm not on tiktok which i like part of me is really relieved to not be on TikTok, but the other part of me feels like I'm just a dinosaur and that probably my agents and everybody want to kill me for not being on TikTok. I'm not but, on it either. So you're preaching okay. to the choir over here. Okay, good. That makes me feel better. But um, I remember, <laughs> I remember her like coming with all her own wardrobe. We were doing like her first, like one of her first big performances at a club, not even big. It was at like area nightclub right, in right, Hollywood right. or something. <laughs> and she came with like a bunch of bodysuits and like a little suitcase filled with sunglasses. <laughs> and I remember watching her and I have such a bad, like, 
I, I remember I was part of the marketing research group who watched American Idol and I thought American Idol I was like the show's never going to be successful and then it turns out to be American <laughs> Idol so I remember watching Lady Gaga and being like I'm not sure about this <laughs> she turned out to be Lady Gaga Whitney's really um, got her finger on the pulse ladies yeah. and gentlemen I do not have my finger on the pulse so, so do not trust me when it comes to TV shows or yeah. um, aspiring or talent yeah. yeah but she she definitely what I do remember about her is that like she had a specific sense of style that Mm -hmm. she she like had a vision for herself and we were just trying to make it happen and like zip up that catsuit on her that wouldn't zip yeah (laughs) oh my gosh nothing more pan like nothing worse than trying to zip up the outfit that you have in mind and the you can't get it to zip. I know. You're it's, just like it was black vinyl. I know. And we're like strangers yeah. with our sweaty hands, like trying to get her in it. With like the hills, like everyone's filming you. You're like, right. What, what are we doing? Um, wait, I kind of want to just, um, just because you have had such like a long career and you're, you kind of have your hands in so many different things. Um, what's something just because it is women's history month what's something that you learned along the way um just being a woman in the industry that you kind of wish you could have told yourself 10 years ago good question um i think it would have been gosh i have to think about that i think it would have been to be more thoughtful about things and be more present in moments. I feel like in life right now, things happen so fast and we're not even really like taking in all the greatness and goodness that's happening on a daily basis. And so I wish that I had actually like just I wish that I simply put, like, I wish I had kept a journal of all my feelings and thoughts and emotions of what was, what my brain was actually going through during this crazy life, Mm -hmm. but also that I just would have like been more present and been more proactive about opportunity as opposed to just like letting things Mm -hmm. happen to me or letting things come to me. And, um, cause there is just so much power in like you putting the energy and manifesting things. Um, so I don't know, that wasn't really that good of advice. No, but been more, pro- advice, yeah. more proactive. And I think, I mean, I literally have gone to almost the exact same thing you're talking about of like, I've been so comfortable with things just coming to me instead of like seeking out opportunities and self-motivating. Mm-hmm. I now I'm in that place of like wanting to do like be proactive, but it's like, how, what are the tools I need to do that? You know? I know. I, I mean, it's like, there's really not, at least from my point of view, there's not like a set of tools that I can just give you. It's more just about like, what are, you know, what you're passionate about, you know, what makes you happy when you're doing it. And so just like put your energy into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it no longer are the days where you have to, where there's like a formula for anything mm-hmm. either, right? Like everyone can be an entrepreneur. Everyone has the capability to be their own spokesperson. And like, I think that the big thing is to just really be uniquely you, mm-hmm. because if you're trying to do something like 
I always find it hard. I'm like, I'll, I'll want to follow people on Instagram because I want to know what everybody else is doing so I can know kind of what not to do or what's in style or whatever. But then I also don't want to know what anybody's doing so that whatever I put out there can be completely original. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I guess it's really about just being the most you that you can be. And there will be that that's, what's going to make you the happiest. That's what's going to bring you the most success. Mm -hmm. Cause like everybody else is already taken, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the only, I mean, because there is so much, like every single thing that you could come up up with to launch. I had a conversation with someone about this. Someone's already done it. So like the thing that makes it original is that it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought about my loungewear line. Like, I was like, everyone's doing loungewear now, you know, like, especially with quarantine and our lifestyle, like everybody wants to get into this business. And I was, and so I had a hard time with it at first because I was like, am I just doing this just to do it? And then I started designing it and like the color palette was just like, so me and the sweatshirt, like how the sweatshirt draped was like, so me. And Mm -hmm. it reminded me of my dad and like just the, the length, like the waistband, like there's always, you, there's a way to make anything unique. Mm -hmm. There's a way to make anything individual to you. Yeah. It's so true. And I also think too, a big thing, I think for me that I struggle, I, and I think a lot of people struggle with it is like, you feel like you're like, um, what's the word? behind you're mm-hmm. always behind yes, in, life. Always. in some aspect of something because I was talking to always. this girl who launched period.inc uh, she's 22 years old and she launched this you know site nonprofit. profit and she's written a book done all these things she's 22 years old and I was like speaking to her and I was just like I at 22 was eating <laughs> leftover Taco, Taco Bell. Bell yeah and like fishing it out of the garbage the next morning and you're, you're writing books and starting a business and a non-profit and I think that uh, you know, everybody, it's really easy to kind of compare your story to somebody else and everybody feels yeah. behind in some aspect of life. And it's yeah. just kind of remembering that you're just right where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and maybe you weren't doing that because you were having so much fun doing other things. And that's fi- fine too. Like, I always feel like there's a certain level of success that I could maybe be at if I didn't, if I didn't, enjoy my free time as much. Like Mm -hmm. I love my free time, you know, and like, I am realizing that I need it and I want it. And, and I could probably be more successful if I spent more time like at my computer or networking or whatever, but is that really going to make me happy? Mm -hmm. No. So you can't also teenagers and 20 somethings are so different than we were now. Like they have so much more access to stuff Mm -hmm. and we, if there's like, there's no reason I feel like to ever compare yourself to anyone. And it's so much easier said than done. And it sounds so preachy, but it's just like, you should never, ever do it. Yeah. Like yeah. just be mindful of it. If you do it, at least just be aware that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, something we hear all the time, but we can never hear it enough because we continue to compare ourselves. And so the more times we're reminded, like, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. It's only helpful because it's it's human nature unfortunately but yeah and I feel like the biggest thing people ask me is like how are you so like comfortable being single and like how do, how are you so happy being single and I'm just like 
look at the flip side. You know what I mean? Like I can sleep in however late I want on the weekends. I yeah. can do whatever I want yeah. on my own timeline. Yeah. I can devote however much time I want to whatever I want. And when all that changes, it changes like that. And then I have a loose vagina and <laughs> ugly nipples. And I, exactly. And like, and the like a blink of an eye. It's so true. It's like the grass is always greener and everybody thinks that. If you have time, I wanted to ask, um, because I think what you talk about with your miscarriages and the you not even enjoying your pregnancy, on the flip side, having been someone who experienced two miscarriages, like what's advice that you would give to someone if their friend's going through it or how to approach that subject with being sensitive and being a good friend, um, but not, you know, triggering someone. Yeah. I think it's just the same way that you would approach being there for someone, no matter what the situation is. Mm -hmm. It's like you, I, I wouldn't constantly check in and be like, how are you today? How are you today? How are you today? Cause like, if the person wants to talk to you about it, they're going to reach out to you. Like, that's what I found. I just wanted, I wanted space to just feel my own feelings. And it's always nice when people check in, but I don't want the check-ins just for the sake of checking in, mm -hmm. you know, like I don't want like that box just to be checked. So I would say to just let the friend know in your own way that you're there for them to talk about any of it. And that also that there was nothing that they could have done differently. Like, I mean, obviously every situation is different, but likely like it, there's, this is something that we have no control over mm -hmm. and it's just part of human nature and it's our body's way of, of, basically not, I don't want to say getting rid of, but like eliminating your body from something that maybe wasn't going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, your body does that with poop, you know, mm -hmm. like it's, it's such a natural thing that ha that actually happens to so many more people than you actually know. Like once you guys start having babies or being friends with people, like getting a little bit older, you'll, you'll, or if you even, if you ever go through one all of a sudden people are like, Oh my God, I had one too. Mm -hmm. And then it's like this, this like little quiet sisterhood, but there's nothing really specific more than just like being there if they need you, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's really an individual. It's really something that's like an individual journey mm -hmm. that you have to go through. Yeah. I think just in so many situations, just being, being someone who can listen, like, yeah. cause sometimes yeah. you don't even need to say anything. It's more so just hearing and listening yeah exactly or giving them the space that they need to mm -hmm. like I remember for a little while um like I kind of went MIA with a lot of my friends and even one of my sisters for a couple months and I didn't I don't even think I was conscious that I was doing it but it was just maybe my survival mode mm -hmm. and um my sister recently told me she was going to say something like, you know, where have you been? Or I was upset that you, you weren't asking me how I was doing or whatever. And she's like, and then I realized that you were just in your own like mode of healing and it was, it wasn't anything to do with me. It was just how you were handling it. So it's, mm -hmm. just, it's just more about not again, like not making things personal, like not everything is personal. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I really appreciate you and your honesty and vulnerability and saying things that a lot of people don't feel comfortable to say, like from something so personal as experiencing a miscarriage. And yeah, I know people that have had miscarriages that don't even tell like their close family. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's so, it's so crazy because the, I never, I never felt like shameful about it. Like I never felt like I did anything wrong or Mm -hmm. I was responsible about it, but that, I guess that's the feeling that like, if, if a friend is feeling that way, that you have to be like, there is nothing that you could have done, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is so not about something that you did wrong. Like Mm -hmm. there's no right or wrong when it comes to this scenario. Yeah. And not to compare miscarriages to STDs, but I remember, (laughs) but I remember when I, when I found out I've, I've only ever had one STD and I, I got it with the first person I had ever slept with. And so for me, that phone call was traumatic because I was like, I have HPV. Like what's wrong with me? Like I went through all these things. I went down dark, dark paths. And then by the time I graduated from college, 75% of my sorority house had had it. And like, it was this, this thing that nobody opened up about, nobody talked about, but it was so common. And I was just like, right. Oh, it's just like the, the silence is what makes it shameful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's if the more that you talk about it, if you feel comfortable talking about it, the less shameful it is because the more you realize that like so many people are dealing with the exact same thing. Yeah. And if you think that without even like, if you're not the kind of person that needs to put it out there or wants to share it, that you just kind of believe in that. I think that will help you, Mm -hmm. you know? Just know that whatever you're thinking, however crazy it may be, that you're not the first person to think about that. Well, I've always had a lot of feelings about pregnancy and just the things that I've heard about it. And you've unlocked a new thing with the nipple information and the loose vagina information. So the thing is, is that it's all worth it. Like if yeah, I got honey in yeah. here, like you whatever. If I want to go get my nipples reshaped or like, wait, uh, let me tell you, have... you can order them on Amazon. I just got some really cute <laughs> I ones. I can order new. Yeah. <laughs> they order like new st- yeah. They stick on top of your normal ones and they're like oh. big, bigger. Cause I wanted to wear them with like a cute, like silky blouse so that they kind of yeah. pop through. Yeah. <laughs> well, after you breastfeed, your nipples will just always be hard. So you won't even oh. have to ever have that. Great. Yeah, that's great. So I that, a there's like I a haven't glass had half a ball. chance to wear my new nipples because I got them during quarantine and I ha- there's, there hasn't really been the I occasion. I have not heard or seen these, heard about or seen these. I so. can't wait to order my nipples on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. Like they're so good. I'll show them to you. I have them in, my, in my uh, vanity, but yeah. That's so hilarious. food for thought best $20 yeah. I've ever spent. <laughs> like all this stuff when it comes down to it it's all just like vanity stuff that doesn't really matter like right, you, yeah. you think about it for a second and you're like oh I wish I had my old 20 year old nipples but like that's gonna happen whether you have a baby or not like you're gonna be even if you don't have a baby you're gonna be 45 and your nipples are gonna start to look weird you right, know right. like yeah gravity just part of getting older that you just you just deal with yeah. yeah I'm all about I mean it's I'm glad that we're moving in a direction where we're talking about our bodies and the changes and learning to love our bodies throughout the mm-hmm. changes like of course we're gonna look back at old photos and be like wow I wish I had appreciated that more but I think like you were talking about earlier, like being able to live in the present and see like what's happening around us instead of focusing on these things that 
in the I know big scheme of it's just hard there. when you're like you or me who are on not hard I don't want to say hard but when you're when you're on TV or when you're putting yourself out there, it's hard not to take those things seriously Mm -hmm. or care about how you look. Like, I wonder if I wasn't on a TV show and I didn't have a social media presence, if I would care as much. And like, part of me thinks I would, because I always cared when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Like I always like wanted to have a cute look for my, for school and for my dances and whatever. And I also grew up in LA. So it was it was just around the culture. But I do think at least for me, like, I think it's highlighted a little bit more Mm -hmm. because I'm judging myself on, on the camera, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. I I, I mean, and we're all out there in some way, like everybody's on social media now. So whether you have like 20 followers or a million followers, like you're going to judge yourself. And I've been trying to go without filter. Like I've been trying to use no filters on my Instagram more just because I'm like this is what I really look like but let me tell you sometimes I need that filter <laughs> like I, I know do. I like sometimes it's just too raw like it's too raw I know. and I'm just like I I know. Need, it's too exposed like it's, I know and that's fine like I will I think that's okay that's also human right and mine's like a mix just, just a mixture you, you know it's gonna you're gonna get some no filter and you're gonna get some filter it just depends on the day of the month you know Exactly. Cause like sometimes you look better than other times, you know, and that's just part of nature. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely like, I'll put that Paris filter on a lot, like that second one oh, or it's yeah, second yeah. for me. Um, but no, yeah, those, like things, those things can get so dark. I found one that I like, I don't know what it did to my face. And so I took a picture of my face with the filter and then I took a picture of my face without the filter and I compared to see like, what did this do? What it did is it shaved down like my nose and made my nose skinnier. And I was like, oh my God, I need a nose job. Then all this is ah. perfect. And then I was like, who am I? Like, I don't want right. this job at all. Like, that's the that's last thing. That's what it gets you to think. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, you, you look at it and you're like, oh, this looks like I look beautiful. But then you're like, but beautiful in what way? Like, beautiful in a social media uh-huh. type of way. Right. But no, that's no, not My me. face looked extraordinary in this filter. No, it like, didn't. <laughs> you showed it. She would show it to me and be like, I need to get my lips and my nose. And I'm like, I don't even like how you look with you like in this. It's freaky. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but that's also because we are trained to think that that kind of look is like pretty now too. Yeah, you know? I was just so fixated on yeah. figuring out like what it did, what changes it made to my face. And then when I figured yeah. it out, I was like, Eureka, that's it. And then like when I, yeah. when I found myself saying it out loud, I was like, okay, now the, the no. pendulum's got to go the other way and I got <laughs> yeah, to well, go filter free. <laughs> yeah. Like at least you notice that. And I'm all about doing subtle things to like enhance mm-hmm. how you look or anti-aging right. and stuff like whatever. I it's, I'm open to that and do that. But, and I think like if that helps you with your confidence and their subtle changes like that. And actually, even if they're not subtle, if it makes you feel right. better, yeah. like even if you want triple F boobs, like if that's, what's going to make you feel good about yourself, then like, go do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like the nose job was a whole nother level. Cause I've never, yeah, I love, you I do love not. my nose. I know I'm like, I love my nose. It's cute. Like I've never had an issue. And then Oh my God. Yeah, you got weird in that yeah, time. I, I know. Just... I know those filters though. They like make you like that. Yeah. And then they, and then they turn up your nose yep. and then they like put all this. 
I don't like those at all. <laughs> That's those are I, creepy. I'm like, I like a good smooth or like tan or something. Smooth. But like, exactly. I don't, I don't need all my features to change because then I'm going to be upset. Yeah. Same. Like, yeah. Unless it's like a joke, which it's not even right. really funny. Then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a dark time for me. I was going through a breakup and just was like, hmm. If Aww. only it looked like this filter. <laughs> No, I want to set you up with someone, except for I have no one good to set you up with. That's okay, because I I really just I need extraordinary. So you need extraordinary. Yeah. So I if know. you don't have anyone off the top of your head, we don't want to hear. It. I have someone who is extraordinary, but he's just not ready for someone like you. Is it Ben Lyons? No. <laughs> <laughs> um I I love this guy he's just like he's just non-committal so I would feel bad like Mm -hmm. you'd meet him and be like oh my god I love him but he just can't commit so I wouldn't ever do that to you he wouldn't ever commit enter Tanya or just in that's true is it just I don't know (laughs) it's seeming like it's a him thing not like like you it could be as amazing you could be as amazing as you are and it it would be a him thing oh yeah see I but I'm gonna keep thinking commitment is is a big one for me yeah no (laughs) I I am like loyal as a lion like I am right yeah loyal as a lion sure yeah Uh, (laughs) it works phonetically yeah and I'm like I'm the opposite of commitment phobe like I am commitment committed yeah commitment Pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Commitment pro. Yeah. Like I feel like every yeah. relationship in my life and like work wise, I feel like all my c- things I've committed to, I've committed to for long periods of time. So that's a really, really good quality. I don't really have that. I'm a little bit more ambivalent. I'm like committed to Timmy, but I'm not, I wouldn't describe myself as like a committed person. It's interesting to think about. I'm like scared of commitment. So I'm very, yeah, you're I'm really, working you're, on that. You, Whitney and Whitney's a Becca. Yeah, for sure. You really solidified yeah. yourself as a hundred percent Becca. I know. I, <laughs> I honestly would have guessed that you were Scorpio based on some of your tendencies, but I guess. Really? Yeah. And I'm like kind of sad about it because we are Theta sisters. <laughs> and so I thought you were going to be more of a Tanya, but it's really leaning the other way for me. It's all right. <laughs> I'm I sure she has S. her Tanya That's qualities so too. I um, love Theta. I do. Kappa Alpha Theta. Oh, no. I want that kite in the sky. I I love theta kappa alpha theta so don't be asking me why i want to be a theta oh a kappa alpha theta oh she doesn't she just remembers being really stomped on it. in the pyramid you don't know that one no i really don't know it oh i also have the worst memory of all time oh my god i unfortunately think i'll remember that just from that performance <laughs> no, when, when we finish this zoom i will show you the real thing in real life because it involves it involves jumping and clapping and hair flipping wow you have to show her well maybe you already know what like the door thing looks like with like all the oh, faces yeah, yeah. in the door <laughs> I think you have to show her that I where I went to school they did that and they're all like going like this as you leave there's a bunch of heads in a doorway it's so creepy it's so creepy it's so good that's too funny well maybe you guys can come on my podcast next yeah we'll be there you tell us when we'll be there or be square okay where can people find you on instagram at whitney eve port 
And if you're interested about hearing about anything we're working on with Dress for Success and Chloe Wine, you can go to dressforsuccess.com or check out their Instagram. Okay. And then you also have YouTube. Is it just, is it Whitney Port? YouTube. Yes. YouTube is just my name. My podcast is with wit. My clothing line launching in April is called Cozy Co. And that. And no TikTok. and no tiktok no tiktok well thank you so much for hanging out and chatting about everything we had so much fun my pleasure thank you guys that was so fun bye Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real. eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay authenticity guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. 
and of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wasn't that a great conversation? It's like we just had it. <laughs> it feels ju- like yeah, it really feels like it was just ten seconds ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but fresh. just so, so we have we did have this interview with her last week, and I immediately after our interview, guess what? I shipped over to Whitney Eve Port. The nipple things. The nipple. I see, I need to see. Can you go grab those so I can see them? Yeah. So I actually, when we finished with her, I went to try and find mine because I wanted to show them to you, uh-huh. and then I realized I threw them away because I had used them, and I I um I don't even know why I washed them, but like you know how like we have those little pasties that we wear yeah, like, like bras, the silicone, yeah, yeah, and that the, but they were really really sticky, so I washed them because I didn't want them to be as sticky. So I, I think I washed off all the adhesive, so I need new ones. Is essentially what I'm saying. The whole oh, goal hey, your is for them up. is to be sticky. The whole goal. I'm so confused by yeah, this no, no, logic. They were, they were too sticky. Like it was almost like a. Um, not like those silicone things. Like that's what I'm used to okay. on my nipples. And this was a different consistency. So I was trying to like get a little bit of the goop off. Uh-huh. Ended up throwing them away. However, I need to reorder a new pair. Feels like all feels like a just it was all lies. She never had them. Oh. We have no proof. Wait, I I sent a picture in some group chat. <laughs> I don't think I was on that one. You weren't yeah. on that? I, I hope was, not. I, <laughs> I thought it was the morning show group chat. The, oh, the, maybe. Yeah, when I got them in the mail. Well, uh, it's funny because every time and anytime I've ever watched Friends, and well, Jennifer Aniston in general always, her nipples always look perfect. And I'm always like, how does she all, do you think she has those or do you think she just has like great? For what? sure has those. No. Yes. <laughs> I don't I'm think sorry. so. I have great nipples and mine don't even do that. But I remember also, I remember Jennifer Lopez getting ready, uh, making of the music video that they used to do on like, what was that? VH1? They did that? Or I don't, was it MTV? Whatever. Um, and she had someone who was literally specifically hired to twist her nipples before the shot so that they were See? like ready to go. See? That's good work if you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> But why? 
<laughs> Why have a person doing it when you can just just plop on? All a pair? I'm saying is well, that I'm going to show you what she got because I'll send you some too, Becca. All I'm send saying you is that honestly, yeah. All I'm saying is that. I don't think that Amazon had the pasty nipples when Friends was on air. That's all I'm trying to say. Oh, delivered today. Left outside <laughs> residence mailbox. Oh, You're no. You're welcome, Whitney. <laughs> I didn't know what skin tone she was, so I just got her those. It's stunning. <laughs> Show the guys. <laughs> oh sure yeah those those look like whitney uh-huh. yeah yeah i mean there's really right. yeah very i just do they have a photo of them under a shirt uh let's see <laughs> no just 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 songs at all just bare boobed and all wow look at that well, she, I can't wait to see or hear what she says. If she doesn't say anything, I'm going to feel really uncomfortable <laughs> for all of us, honestly. Um, switching gears because we I, we can't end this episode without talking about the lackluster episode of Grey's Anatomy last week. You know, what Grey's lacked this week, my social life picked up the slack with. Ooh. So you That's were like, lovely. Yeah. And we yeah. should say we love Kim Raver. She's fantastic. Oh she was a great guest on our show. And Grey's Anatomy is better when Teddy Altman is on it. Agreed. I, I, that's so funny you say that because as I was getting ready for this podcast, I was thinking I need to reiterate how much I love Kim Raver, how much I love Teddy and I'm rooting for her. I just didn't like the way it was shot. Like it was no. the fl- dreams and the flashbacks, no. which... You know, to each his own, how they express their art or decide to go. But I love Kim Raver. I love. want her back on the podcast. I want. To, I would like to talk about this episode with her and see how she felt about it personally. Um, but the real highlight for me was at the end when they showed the trailer for this coming Thursday. Okay, question to the room. The Zoom room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... Do we think, okay, I know Lexi died, spoiler alert, if you're in season four or whatever. <laughs> okay. Eight. I know I she died eight. and like she's been dead for seasons. Is there a world in Grey's Anatomy where Meredith leaves us and Lexi comes back as a ghost and she is Grey's Anatomy? I hope not. <laughs> You don't think that's what, what I hope is that no, that's not a world that I we always will thought see. that's why she was there in the first place. When they I brought know. her in, I thought, great, now Ellen can move on. We have a new Grey for Grey's Anatomy, and then they killed her. I, I, don't, I don't see that as a realistic possibility. You know what I see as a realistic possibility, though, is that Derek has been oh, no. in a coma all this time. No, no, he died. Spoiler alert. We don't. We didn't. Did we see a funeral? No, but we didn't see funerals for Denny either. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never let saying, that go. That that wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad if they spun that to be that way. There was this theory because I guess everyone has been in white that she's seen, except for Derek's in a blue shirt. No, Derek's in a white shirt. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not in a white shirt. This is some weird, going on a weird road now. Okay, okay, but anyway, so, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched for a long time now, um, so Meredith is on the beach, as we know, we don't know what's happening with her, and she turns around, 
and it's Lexi. And I miss Lex Lexi and Mark are two of the ones I miss I know, so much. I know. And hopefully, maybe we'll meet them both before the season's <gasps> over, right? Because didn't somebody, I think it was our friend uh, Joe, said that a lot of people are coming back. What if Mark, what if Mark walks up behind her? Behind Lexi? Yes. And proposes? Well, they're like together in their like afterlife right now. So I don't know if proposes. I mind the proposal that we never got. <laughs> you know, I'd like to hear those words. They'd I just got so different. excited thinking about Mark showing up too. But who else? Like Joe said, there's a lot of crazy people coming back. Who else could come back who has died on that show? Well, Meredith's well, parents, I Sarah suppose. Drew, I don't Sarah Drew is coming back. She didn't die. Right. Um, I would love to see a Christina appearance, her come to see a Meredith in the hospital. But she didn't and, die. And that's how she no, comes back. No, but that's back. a good point. That would be a, a really good way to bring her back. Wait, what if she came back? You remember how when she almost drowned and Christina like is holding her feet and that's when she came back? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I have chills. You know, I didn't think Christina Yang would ever come back, but I, I never, it, never thought Patrick Dempsey would either. So, yeah. you know, weird things are happening. I agree. Well, I think it'd be great. Um, Tanya, how did uh, Arizona do in the women's tournament? Glad you asked, Mark, because my girls made it to the Elite Eight. I don't know what all of this means, but I know that they've never been there before, so it's a big deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is great. And they play Indiana today. Tonight. Yeah, 6 yes. o'clock, so uh -huh. good. All right, go Wildcats, bear down. Bear down, Arizona. I got my gear, I got my shirt, I got my hat. Are you wearing it all tonight to watch the game? Sure am. I don't really watch the game. I just have it on, but it's just like <laughs> one step closer to... Um, to like eventually i think i'll watch well i think the, <laughs> i think the important part is that some computer system tracks that your tv is on it yes, and yes and counts you as a viewer exactly yeah. that's the point that is the point and i just have to say i love how loyal you are to your word with these things because you really fully <laughs> like you talk about it a big game and then you actually act to the capacity that you talk so well, like yeah i gotta support my girls i just i'm i really am embarrassed that i didn't go to one female sporting event my entire college career is that what you call it yeah. college career yeah college okay. trot and now you're re you're redeeming yourself so yeah like i'm, I'm like did i ever buy arizona football i bought arizona men's basketball Never Arizona women's basketball. And you know what also like irked my pickle a little bit is that it's just Arizona basketball for the men's team, but it's Arizona women's basketball for oh, women. It's yep, like, yep, what the cool. F is that messed up ish? Oh, you're saying it should be Arizona men's basketball. Arizona or, women's yeah. basketball. Mm -hmm. One step at a time. And yeah. you're doing, you're taking the proper steps. You have merch and you've put it on. Yeah, yeah, and I've washed it. It's yeah. all washed, ready to go. Oh, washed. I thought she said watch. I'm like, I thought you just said you didn't watch it. No, no, I have it on, just not not like actively engaging in it. Right, not yeah. screaming like, at the TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, pass that dribble. You oh, know? <laughs> pass that dribble. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Pass Score that, that hoop. Get yeah. in that basket. Okay, let's do pop quiz. How many? Uh, how what how much is one basket worth two points and a free throw one and uh what is a travel when they walk with the ball and what is a double dribble when they dribble walk dribble wow 
How about how many players on each side of the court? Five. Oh, yeah. Nice. Thank you. See what can happen in a week, every ladies and gentlemen. I'm proud. A lot of lot of learning can happen in a week. Mm-hmm. Next week That's we'll beautiful. talk about what it means to take a charge. <laughs> like charge the basket. Like when someone, yeah, we'll talk about plays. Don't even get me started. It's not a play. It's not a play. Oh, okay. Um. Well, I. That's the. That's it. Today has come to an end. Oh gosh, feels like a lickety split. It technically (laughs) was, even though y'all ruined my plan to that make was it my feel like the illusion that was my favorite thing ever becca so we're I gonna feel- have a really great guest and i think <laughs> i just have a hunch we're gonna talk to her for a while okay y'all are such bullies because y'all all ganged <laughs> up on me we do this all the time where sometimes we say we pre-recorded and sometimes we we try to make it seem like it's in the same day so for y'all and your bullying it's not so fun when it happens to you is it it's usually me that takes a room. <laughs> <laughs> we only sometimes correct your weird like analogies or whatever. Oh, you that's do. what we're doing. We're correcting your weird intro. <laughs> okay, for the first time. <laughs> Anyways, it's rude. Um, hope everyone else has a wonderful week, and I hope everyone that else y'all- except for who. Y'all three. Well, not Easton. I mean, he didn't laugh at the jokes, but he didn't say anything. So he's technically on my good side. I'm an um, innocent bystander. Yeah, yeah, right. Innocent my ass. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, where it's dicey. This episode should be rated R because we say nipple a lot, too. <laughs> it's rated R. Nipple. I think that's fine to do. Rated N. Is that what it, the rules are? You're not allowed to say nipple? Well, normally when there's nipples in something, I would think it would be rated R. Yeah, it's visually, not verbally. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> News to me, if so. And I think we talk about enough other things that we would be a R-rated podcast, if that were the case. <laughs> Talked about eggplants going up your... <laughs> <laughs> not literal eggplants. Um, Correct. But your mom did think that. (laughs) All right. On that note, we are out of here. Have a great week. And we'll be back next Monday. And it will be a fully live episode. (laughs) Unless. Oh, actually, no, I'm not going to be here. So unless we pre-record it. (laughs) Yeah. So it'll either be pre-recorded with Becca or it'll be live with a guest host. Yes. So now it's like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get. You're unscrubbing in. All right. Bye, everybody. Love you. Bye. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year 
Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. Yes. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.